1: Why are you so hysterical?
0: We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did
1: not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Allison. Oh, hi, Rob. Oh, hi, listeners. We're here to talk about Minute 91 of the room in which Lisa leaves, and Johnny wants to be clear that it was his decision. We left off. Johnny was playing the recording of Lisa's and Mark's phone conversation, even though Lisa, you know, was there for the original. And, uh, well, we start off with some of the lines from that conversation again. Why don't Why you ditch this me? I don't, don't like you anymore. anymore. I know it's not, not worth it. it. Why don't I, don't I come with, and be here with you? you? Sure, baby. Come, come on up. up. I want, I want your, body. your body. You got it. We already heard this, like, literally, I think it was, what, two minutes ago? It was last week Yeah. The show. We're familiar.
0: Well, I'm not, because I wasn't here last week. And I'm Brian with the Marine Corps Movie Minute. Oh, hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> you have seen the film, though, right? I've never seen it all the way through in one sitting. Oh, okay. I know, I mean, I know the, the minutes, and I know, like, the conversation, and I've seen so much, it's in pop culture so much yeah. that I know exactly what you, you're talking about, <laughs> and that it literally goes from one minute to the next minute, same conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and basically the tape recorder, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but I've cut the tape recorder entirely out of my version of the movie because it does nothing. It only proves that Johnny already knows from the party last night. And Lisa <laughs> already knows because she was in the conversation. So it serves <laughs> no purpose. It does give him, I mean, the next part is he gets up, throws the tape recorder, which is great. Yeah. yeah. But then he just sits right back down on the bed and it's like, well, that rage went nowhere. It's, so that was easy to cut too. Uh,
0: I, you know, when he when he threw the tape recorder, I thought you know, instead of being named Johnny, he could have been named Kyle.
1: Uh, well, I'm not getting that. I should get that.
0: Oh, <laughs> Kyle, the male. Because uh, Kyle's like. Yeah, exactly. He's like the internet. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was thinking it was a movie reference, and I couldn't think what it was. <laughs> hey, look. Uh, this is how it happened. Only guy like I think of was Kyle Reese. I'm like, he never
1: threw a tape recorder. Yeah.
0: Well, this is how my uh, jokes go on my podcast as well. <laughs> deafening silence.
1: <laughs> I've heard so many proposed names for the male karen but... <laughs> it should be johnny johnny should be the male karen
0: <laughs> johnny's an every man name it's perfect you know for is. for a character who's every man yeah although every time i hear johnny i always think of first blood talk to me johnny talk to me johnny yeah Johnny wants to speak to the manager of the tape
1: recorder that he threw. <laughs> he needs to speak to his bank manager so he can get that promotion. Said,
0: <laughs> Perfect. Good save. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so Johnny screams, throws the tape recorder, it smashes on the wall. It's a nice shot, actually. Ah! Then he just sits back down on the bed to say, Everybody, Everybody betray, betray me. me. I don't, I don't have, have a friend, friend in, in the, the world. world. And uh, I guess he's right because then Lisa tells him I'm she's leaving in you, bed. Johnny. Yeah. Well, his best friend just cheated on him with his mm-hmm. girlfriend. Yeah, with his future wife. And who knows what happened to Peter? You know, he just left him. It's, it's all falling yeah. apart. Yeah. I mean,
0: it, it is a pretty big betrayal when you think about it. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, yeah. But it's not everybody. I'll, I'll get to that one. Well, I could get to it now. I guess we could jump forward to notes, notes forward. for the next screening. When Mark says I don't like him anymore, they're like they-, they were best friends. And then here, when Johnny says I don't have a friend in the world, you get random people in the audience like, you have Peter, you have Denny. <laughs> I think someone even said that you have Steven, which was hilarious because no one wants Stephen.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, but you you know how it, dramatic people can be when they're hurt. They're like, it's like when like your, your kid gets in trouble, and it's like you guys just hate me. You know, it's it's the same yeah. kind of logic.
1: Yeah, and but he, his his rage bothers me because it's so low energy rage I know at the party he was low energy because literally Tommy was so was low energy they were filming late at night and he was done but he wanted to keep filming here I don't know why this wasn't as far as I know filmed late Johnny's just got problems sits on the bed Lisa says I'm "I'm leaving leaving you Johnny." Johnny she leaves goes to the stairs he waits and then gets up and walks over to the railing
0: To get, get, out, get, out, get out get out get out of my life,
1: life. as if you know it's his choice <laughs> she's already gone <laughs> she already packed a bag it's
0: it's the same thing as saying i'm
1: not fired
0: i quit yeah that's
1: exactly <laughs> that's exactly it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and then he sits on the bed again i'm just like get do you, I, I want him to break something so the, the next minute's good but I'm here saying, it's I- just like ugh.
0: It's you got it's it's a slow simmering rage that's building and, and we're just we're just not seeing yeah what's you know internally going on. He's not on.
1: conveying it very well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but he's he's definitely it, it's building.
1: And since I already said some of the midnight screening stuff, the audience of course says along with him, get out, get out, get out of my life. <laughs> and back on the bed he... I don't know if you call it a scream, a yell, a grunt, whatever noise it is he makes, Ah! and then uh... it's
0: an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, yeah, in the in my spelling, it's A G H something if i can make a comment about the tape recorder that he threw that doesn't exist in your edit it's very similar to the tape recorder like my dad used to use when we were kids to like record us talking and he'd play back it's like this is the (laughs) epitome of technology at the time
1: (laughs) well yeah because he had a nicer one that he hooked to the phone downstairs but this one upstairs is just really old
0: yeah, <laughs> actually, you shouldn't have smashed it. It's probably worth some money nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> a relic. it should be in the museum. Yeah. <laughs> it belongs be in a museum. <laughs> that belongs in a museum! Yeah. Yeah,
1: let's put the, now we put the pieces of it in a museum, because it was in the room. Right.
0: Yeah, you could put it right next to the rotary phone and, you know, the shag carpet and be like, the 70s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um,
1: And the end of the minute We barely get to see Johnny's feet Coming down the stairs They get cut off before the next minute More destruction So What else do we have to say about this one?
0: hmm. As far as his reaction He's it's, I mean, I can't help but just think he's very childlike throughout this whole movie, you know, every little yes. bits that he's in. And his reaction definitely is very, I wouldn't even say like a young man, like, a, like, like almost like a middle school type <laughs> reaction or, or high mm-hmm. school, I guess. Just, you know, oh, everybody's out to get me. No, you get out. You know, I'm going to throw something <laughs> in rage. I'm just going to grunt and ah! not, you know, ah, I just, I'm so. I'm going to lay on the bed and sigh,
1: you
0: know. The only thing they didn't do is have him go, like, take a hot shower with his clothes on and cry, you know, or something like that. I don't think I know what's happening to me.
1: What it is is family therapy. We, I mean, we all go. We, we all talk. We, no one is singled out. And maybe it's not your fault anyway. Yeah. Or lay down on yeah. the ground and. Bang. Or a cold shower, which you might need next time. <laughs> you know, how, like little kids will <laughs> lay down on the ground and like wail their their hands and their feet. That's what he should have done when he li- sits down in a couple minutes on the pile <laughs> of clothes and <laughs> bedding. Instead of grabbing a dress and a gun, he should have just you know shook until he could not shake anymore. It's
0: it's almost like it's not far off from that, anyways. Though, <laughs> like Lisa's trying to pick him up, but he won't lock his knees, so he just keeps falling yeah. over. <laughs>
1: He's like, "Come on, stand up!" Yeah, it, yeah it, what begins as a childish sort of tantrum changes pretty quickly into an adult version, but it doesn't. I don't know if it changes smoothly.
0: Is there much smoothly about in this <laughs> movie? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. I, I I do. I just think the the dialogue of like, yeah, I don't like him anymore. It's very awkward, and yes, you know, like like nobody really talks like that. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like him anymore. Did, was there ever ever an explanation why the, the heel turn on on Tommy or on Johnny? I should say. Or is it just because?
1: It's kind of just because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we know why Lisa's Lisa, but Mark and Johnny's reactions to things are more just whatever fits the scene.
0: <laughs> Nothing a game of football can't. Like
1: I don't, I don't know why Mark doesn't like Johnny here. Like it, Johnny not liking Mark, I would get. But Mark went into this knowing what was going on and did it anyway. He blamed Lisa, but he did, still did it.
0: Right, right. Well, it's almost like the script said so.
1: Yeah. Well, and since then, since he was having, like, having sex with Lisa, he's gone jogging with Johnny, gone out to lunch with Johnny, he's talked to Johnny about helping him get a loan, they're <laughs> still friends until a birthday party where Mark and Lisa suddenly were dancing close together, and it, I don't, know I, no. Is there smoothness? now, <laughs> 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 Which made it very easy to re-edit some of the, the thing, actually. Because <laughs> The scene transitions, I'm like, well, I just moved that scene transition.
0: Now, have you guys talked about the disaster artist at all?
1: Yes. I, I come to the book often and talked about the movie a little bit, but not much.
0: How how accurate is the the movie to the book? Because I've not read the book. I've seen the movie.
1: The movie simplifies a lot, but it, I think it does a pretty good job of conveying the relationship between Mark and Johnny okay. that is central to it.
0: And how, how close to real life do you think that movie was? Or do you think it was, uh, some liberties taken?
1: I think once they're shooting the film, it's pretty close. I mean, it, it kind of uh, amalgamates some characters a little bit because they had, you know, three directors of photography. They didn't just have the one guy stick around and they make Sandy Chaclair a little too likable. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's the guy who uh, did most of the directing. You know, in okay. English, yeah. I <laughs> I, I've read his book also and he's kind of a dick, but he knows it. His narration of his own book. I'm like, you're annoying, dude. You need to stop it. But what's great about The Disaster Artist as a book, though, is it adds a lot more because essentially Greg Sestero adds a sort of fictional version of Johnny's life or Tommy's life. And so it keeps coming back to the story of Pierre and how he ended up in New Orleans and then San Francisco and became Tommy Rousseau. And it's presented as kind of fictional, but I think he presents it that way because he thought Tommy might get mad (laughs) if he said this is absolute fact. Yeah, And it all plays kind of realistic, like he, that he's this guy from Poland who moved to New Orleans. He like learned French before he learned English, so it was like English is his at least third language, and so he's never been that great with it. But he went to San Francisco and did well selling stuff to tourists and changed his name, eventually turned to acting after he was nearly killed in a car accident, and had a big breakup with a woman. So those might have occurred around the same time, I'm not sure. Which led to this, and but those things like the breakup with the woman and the car accident, I think, are briefly mentioned in the movie version of Disaster Riders, but they're like kind of barely touched.
0: Yeah, they mentioned the, they definitely mentioned the accident. I'm trying to remember if I, if they mentioned the breakup, but this whole movie plays like he's he's airing some. Uh, yeah. Baggage out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah. For sure. Behind
0: the scenes, there's so much
1: more uh, as well with him and Mark. You get some of it in the movie where by the end of production, Greg Sistero wanted nothing to do with this movie anymore. But in the end, he still remained friends with Johnny because, like, they have been, they have known each other for a few years at this point. They'd worked, they did this thing together and then they've, I think they've become better friends even since.
0: Yeah. I think, I think he and, uh, the actress who played Lisa, I, I think it was her, both, showed up on how did this get made podcast? Oh. I think yeah, they, yeah, I think they talked to them and they had some insight on that. I mean, it's been years since I listened to that, but, um, I think that was one of my first introductions to the movie, the room besides, a, a you know, a coworker, uh, showing me the, Oh hi Mark. And then the football scene, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I had seen something about Tommy Wiseau, um, Kind of get you like people always, at least especially years ago, would always ask him where he's from. He'd always say America, or you if he got bored with the question, he's like, oh, I'm bored, bored of this question. Move on, and and he would just yeah. not answer it. And to me, it, especially even watching the Disaster Artist when they would play on that, when people would say he's like, oh, I'm from Louisiana. Yeah, <laughs> it, it maybe it reminded me of Ghostbusters too when uh Yanish, people would say, Where are you from? <laughs> he's like, The Upper West Side, <laughs> Johnny. Where in the hell are you from, anyway?
1: The upper West side. I understand why he, Tommy was presenting himself the way he did, because he, he wanted to be, and like, in this movie, he's basically channeling, or trying to channel, James Dean and Marlon Brando. Yeah. You know? And that's like quintessential American acting. And so, of course, he's not going to say, oh, I'm from Poland. At best, he <laughs> right. says he's from New Orleans, which, <laughs> technically, he did move from New Orleans to San Francisco, so he was from there.
0: Right. <laughs> but he also
1: lived in L.A. He also, you know, uh, the guy who made Roomful of Spoons found his family in Poland. So we, we know more about him now. But at a certain point, I think people also stopped caring mostly because he's now a persona that he just has to be because of this movie. Right.
0: Yeah. Because early on, yeah, you're like, who made this? And, you know, you just want, <laughs> you just need to know. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then with bad movies like this, there's always, I, I remember with, uh, oh, what's the director's name? The guy that made like Samurai Cop and Hollywood Cop. Oh. And you know, Amir Shurvan. People would talk about like he was money laundering stuff. And I'm like, it probably wasn't. It's just a guy who wanted to get into movies and had money. You know, so they they make something they want to make and it doesn't go well because they have no training and they have no experience and that's fine we hope they get better at it
0: yeah you got to start somewhere but also sometimes the disaster can can be a gem yeah. and yeah. there's been plenty of podcasts and, and YouTube videos about these type of movies at <laughs> or late night screenings and the room of course has taken on a life it's of its own it's it's on a yeah. completely different level. Would you say it's the Rocky Horror picture of our generation? (laughs) I
1: I think it would have to be, yeah. it's, It's a different meaning to its audience, I think. But the effect is the same because that was like young people in the 70s jumped onto that and then through the 80s. And now it's,
0: you go to one of the
1: like sold out screenings of this and it's a bunch of drunk college students. Right. Having a good time being insulting and rude and doing whatever they want because it doesn't matter. Right. Be who they want to be for the for a couple hours. And people come in costumes and do all that stuff and it's great.
0: Yeah, there's definitely some similarities. They're occasionally
1: rude and horrible and misogynistic, but we've covered that hmm. a lot.
0: Can't say that I'm surprised especially when you just add, factor in what you said, drunk <laughs> yeah. young college, you know. <laughs>
1: and this movie is very anti-Lisa, so it's very easy for yeah. the audience to be anti-Lisa.
0: <laughs> yeah, does she have any redeeming qualities in this movie? None that I've seen that I could think of.
1: Slowing it down one minute at a time, we have found them. And I think there is an argument to be made as to, like, I don't know how old the character is. She is roughly college age or just past. The actress is 21, but has supposedly been in this relationship for seven years. And so this is the only relationship she's had. She's gotten bored. Her job's not doing well. In my edit, then her mother tells her she has cancer. And then Johnny gets drunk and maybe hits her. Then she cheats. You know, I reordered it a little because it, Makes her a little more sympathetic. Otherwise, it's hard to be, it's hard to have her be sympathetic because you have the scene a few minutes ago on the rooftop where she's talking about lying about having a baby and it's like, she's not a good person. So,
0: Brian, sure. you want to tell the listeners where they can find more of you? I'm a co-host of the Marine Corps Movie Minute podcast where we're breaking down the movies of the Marine Corps uh, or, or movies that feature Marines uh, one minute at a time. And our, our first jump into this is the movie Heartbreak Ridge with Clint Eastwood but uh we'd love if anybody wants to go find us and start from the beginning and catch up and we'd appreciate it and we're the marine corps Movement Minute podcast but there's nothing wrong when people
1: make it fun of the project in this case the room the room minute is a production of lemming drop studio you can find more content at lemmingdrops.com follow the room minute on all the obvious social media If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening. And remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. It's over, Jenny. Leave us!
0: It's over! Nothing is over! Nothing! You just don't turn it off!